0: Hello, and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose. I am someone who did not go to art school, but I love to new, learn new things about art and artists, and that's what we're doing here today.
1: And I'm Betty. I'm also someone who did not go to art school, but I am someone who has been working at an art gallery as a gallery guide for the past eight years. And once again, I have seen a show that uh, features the artists that we're going to talk about today. So I self-proclaim myself as a sort of expert, but maybe not. Sort of expert, but maybe not. The tagline of this podcast. (laughs) Exactly.
0: We also we're, were just doing like the greatest hits of every exhibit. That you've ever
1: seen at the AGO pretty much yeah well I, I seem to I was talking to you the other day I, like it's kind of when ideas come to me when I'm at the AGO because I'm surrounded by art and then I'm like I want to talk about this and this and this and this but now that uh, you know because of lockdown I haven't been there I feel like I feel like my ideas and my art inspiration's been drained so hopefully this doesn't last too long but we'll see.
0: Yeah, you would think the episode we did about squares would be like two months into lockdown, but that really was an idea we had before we (laughs) even entered lockdown mode. That's just us on a normal day. So imagine how weird it's going to get pretty soon.
1: Yeah, eventually we'll just be talking about like the color red, but like only one shade of it and it'll last 45 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. But we're starting off much more broad than that today because we're going to do a little overview about the relationship between uh, one of the most famous artist couples
1: of all time, uh, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera. Yeah, and this is, I guess, kind of a continuation of our series, which I guess now there's two episodes of it, of artist-couples. Last time we talked about uh, Georgia O'Keeffe and Alfred Stieglitz, so this time we'll be talking about the Mexican version, maybe. If you thought Georgia O'Keeffe and Alfred Stieglitz had an intense relationship,
0: not even on the same level. (laughs) No, not even in the same time zone. So this is a couple who does share a couple things in common with the previous artist couple that we talked about, namely um, that Diego Rivera was much older than Frida Kahlo, my favorite thing to happen in a couple. He was 20 years older than her. (laughs) So I just want to start there because that kind of sets the stage for how they met. Um, They actually met briefly for the first time when she was a student, when she was like 14, 15 years old, and he was a adult man painting a mural at her school.
1: Can I read like his quote from, I guess, I think his diary of what he said about Frida when they first met during that first encounter? I hate this quote, but you should read it. (laughs) Okay, it is so creepy. So he says... So it was at night, and Diego was painting on a scaffolding, and he was painting with his wife at the time, uh, Lupe, and... uh, She was working below. So then they heard uh, somebody downstairs open the door and a girl shows up. And so he says, all at once, the door flew open and a girl who seemed to be no more than 10 or 12 was propelled inside. She was dressed like any other high school student, but her manner immediately set her apart. She had unusual dignity and self-assurance, and there was a strange fire in her eyes. Uh, Her beauty was that of a child, and her breasts were very well developed.
0: I hate it. I
1: hate it so much. So uh, it's so gross. (laughs) Like, I mean, and the fact that, I mean, she was 15, so still underage, but he's like, yeah, she's like 10 or 12 and her breasts were very well developed. I'm like, oh my God. And these
0: were, so these are pulled from interviews um, that were done later in in his life, like after he had been married to this woman um, and like they'd had all this relationship. So One can hope that these are not the actual thoughts he had in his head when he first met this child, perhaps. like Maybe he's embellishing because he did have a relationship with her later. But also, it's quite possible that these were just the raw, unfiltered thoughts he had, that he thought he met a 12-year-old, and he was like, great boobs, though, and I hate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, She was there, and she wanted to watch him... Uh, paint so she asked if she could watch him work and he was like yes and actually in fact he said no young lady i'd be charmed (laughs) anyway so um and then apparently while she she watched him paint for like three hours and then his wife was like super jealous um and i guess was like yelling at her and stuff and then she eventually left but um yeah that was their first uh encounter yeah now
0: Luckily for us all, <laughs> uh, they did not start a relationship at this point. It wasn't until five years later that they re-met and that he realized that this was that young girl that he had met that one time who apparently had made such an impression on him. Um, but they ended up meeting later uh, when she was at least a legal adult. <laughs> he, so he was 40 and she was 20. And they pretty quickly started a relationship. He was married at the time. This man got married a lot. Yeah, he was married Like, five times? Yeah, that was kind of one of his hobbies. Although, to be fair, twice to uh, Frida, so, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that soon. (laughs) But they started a relationship very quickly, and um, he divorced
1: his wife, like, quite swiftly to be in this relationship with Frida. I did kind of like that when they met for the second time she uh she went up to him and she asked for him to look at his paintings because she wanted like you know an opinion from someone who's an established artist um and then you know he he agreed and then they uh he looked at her paintings and of course he was like immediately impressed and you know just thought her work was super unique and was you know of course complimenting her on how great her paintings were um but she apparently you know people have told her that Diego is kind of like a woman. So she was like you know, she she basically didn't want him to just compliment her to get in her pants um and so she you know she said hey you know i'm or i'm kind of paraphrasing but she basically says like you know i want you to tell me what you really think um because i want to be a good artist and i want you to give me your honest opinion um and of course he's like you know it is my honest opinion that it's great obviously you know a few days later they ended up like making out and whatever (laughs) Um, but she did initially want his like honest professional opinion
0: yeah that did seem to be a thing i was noticing with her sort of perspective on the relationship is that like they clearly had a very passionate relationship and she did love him and was like proud to be his wife but she also definitely had a very strong focus on her own art in her own work. When she was visiting America, I believe, there was an interview where she basically was like, oh, I'm a much more important artist than he is. <laughs> uh, she was very confident in her own work and definitely was not here to play second fiddle to her husband. Uh,
1: so uh, yeah, I think it's, it's really great that she didn't see herself as uh, secondary or, you know, somebody who's just Diego's wife, like she really took her art very seriously. Um, so you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about specifically some of her some of her work
0: before we go on we should note that uh this second meeting between um Frida and Diego happened after Frida Kahlo's accident which would basically Mm. define her entire life Uh, when she was 18 I believe she was in a bus accident that left her in chronic pain for the rest of her life um she was incredibly injured She, like, couldn't walk for several months. She was bound into bed, and she continued to have these injuries follow her for the rest of her life, and they deeply affected her path um, in life. She was going to go to medical school, um, and that's she ended Mm -hmm. up turning to art because that was no longer an option for her. It deeply affected her art, um, and the pain of that followed her until uh, she died. And so, sort of, like, with everything that happens over the course of her entire life and her relationship, like, these injuries changed everything.
1: Mm -hmm. And then I I guess it's also worth mentioning that she also uh, had polio as a child. So she, that was a part of her uh, disability as well. So I guess, you know, it's pretty sad that her entire life was um, just, she suffered through injuries and illness pretty much the whole time. And it really comes through in her art.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: As far as we know, they their relationship was quite open. Um, the one of the people, uh, one of her friends who, like you know, sort of introduced Frida to Diego. Um, her name's uh, Tina Modotti. She's a she. Uh, she was a photographer. They. Um, she was a friend of hers, but also you know was somebody who you know had a relationship with Diego. Uh, around the same time that she did Um, and um, she herself had also um, even after they were married had relationships with um, other people as well so yeah it is I I think important to point out that they were pretty much like open to having relationships or like sexual relationships with other people although there were some lines that you probably don't want to (laughs) cross which we'll get to.
0: Yeah, I saw this in various places, like some places described it as they had an open marriage and some places are like, they constantly cheated on each other. And I think like both are kind
1: of (laughs) true. Yeah, yeah, they, they were not. Loyal people. (laughs) No. And I think, well, it it, it just depends on sort of the perspective, because I think, you know, probably um, open relationships weren't very accepted back then, maybe even now. And um, so, you know, some people call it cheating, but other people... I mean, I, I think I, I think it wouldn't be cheating if your spouse literally is like, yeah, that's totally fine for you to sleep with him or her, but it, it would be if they didn't know about it. So exactly what happened between them, obviously... I don't think it's possible to know every detail of um, if if every single time they slept with somebody else, they went, hey, Diego, I'm going to have sex with uh, Alan across the street. Is that cool? Like, I'm not sure if that happened every single time, Um, but uh, they definitely did do that. And and the thing is, like, you know, whether the other person really was okay with it or if they were emotionally affected or jealous, you know, I we don't know that either. It could be possible that, you know, you say, oh, yeah, that's totally cool that you sleep with other people. But inside, you're like, no. (laughs) Well,
0: they did get divorced at some point. So clearly something was affecting them. And they also, I mean, they they were having affairs with, like – Uh, Frida Kahlo had an affair with Leon Trotsky like I know these these are not just run of the mill people they ran in some very interesting circles and also and and, and Frida was bisexual as well so she was
1: sleeping with men and women um, Mm -hmm. and just like she was out here yeah. The line was crossed when Diego ended up uh, sleeping with Frida's sister, Christina, and uh, she was not okay with that for sure. And um, I, I mean, I'm not sure if this it, it was the only thing, but it definitely contributed to um, the breakdown of their relationship um, eventually. And also there there's a painting that Frida did, I think, think in reference to that betrayal that she felt. Um, The painting is called A Few Small Nips. It's a pretty brutal painting. Uh, It's not brutal in Frida's standards because a lot of her paintings does depict her you know, pain and suffering, you know, whether it's through physical pain and suffering or emotional, this one's probably both. Um, And so she yeah, she's, uh, it's a frame where she's in a room and she's lying on a bed naked. And there's a guy over her with a knife, I think, um, who seems to have stabbed her like hundred times and she's bleeding all over the place and uh, there's so much blood that it spills onto the frame of the canvas. So it's uh, not a very subtle expression of her feelings of physical and emotional pain.
0: Most of her work was pretty brutal, yeah. as you alluded to. I mean, she was uh, most famous for her portraits and her self-portraits and... Um, I mean, she did not have an easy life and she not, not only did she not have an easy life for herself, she also was uh, very involved in the communist party and was like very anti-capitalist and sort of very attuned to the ills of the world. So she was not exactly an optimistic person. Um, and I think that she definitely was very focused on people's pain as well as dealing with her own chronic pain. So I've got a lot of paintings like this.
1: Yeah, so yeah, she definitely did paint uh, quite a few paintings as well. self so portraits that are uh, pretty gruesome. Um, although, you know, there were some less violent <laughs> pictures for sure. Um, she did paint uh, a painting of her and Diego, um, I think shortly after they got married. So she painted um, a wedding portrait. So it's a portrait of um, her and Diego standing next to each other, holding hands. Diego's uh, holding paint um, palette and paint brushes and uh Frida's just she's wearing like a really huge like red um, scarf and um, she's like in this in this portrait she's like you know she's much shorter than him um although I think I think I read that it is actually to scale like if she's not actually painting herself smaller like she thinks she's less important like she literally is like a foot shorter than him and like half his size because he was quite large.
0: <laughs> yeah, they said that their, her parents called them the elephant and the dove
1: because he was so
0: much physically larger than her.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, yeah, in a few years or, or more than a few years later, maybe like about 10 years later, she also did another self-portrait or she did a bunch of self-portraits with her, her face and Diego painted on her forehead. Um, so I think this is a painting called, um, I want to say like Diego on my mind. And so she's painted Diego like literally on her head so he's literally on her mind but she also wrote in her diary that Diego was like her everything so she wrote Diego equals my husband Diego equals my friend Diego equals my mother Diego equals my father Diego equals my son Diego equals me and Diego equals the universe so literally everything (laughs) that's very concerning (laughs) yeah um it it is a little bit (laughs) so uh i would say yeah um but i mean she definitely you know loved him very much um but that um expression you know is it is a little obsessive i guess
0: (laughs) yeah there's so much in the depiction of him in her art There wasn't as much of her that was like put into his art, or at least that hasn't sort of like withstand time as much. But the the wedding portrait that she did of them is sort of the iconic image of them as a couple, partially because it even in this like wedding portrait that was done just a few years after they got married and is supposed to be this idea of marital bliss or whatever, they don't look particularly happy in the portrait. They're awkwardly posed. He almost seems like he's pulling away from her they're holding hands very loosely and they again i cannot stress enough how much they do not look happy in this portrait <laughs> and then all these these images that she did where she depicts him like its face physically painted onto her likeness where it's this this obsessiveness idea where it's not only that he's on her mind it's that he's imprinted
1: on there it's it's gives me the sense of inescapability hmm the one that I was talking about the one where she's painted him like she is painted in this like what looks like a cobweb it almost looks like she's trapped in a web um so I think yeah inescapability is a pretty accurate depiction um I mean so yeah Frida did show up in a few of Diego's artworks Uh, he did paint a picture or sorry he did draw a picture of her um in a seated nude with raised arms position during the first year of their marriage so it's um I believe it's like a pencil sketch. And then he did paint a a portrait of her in 1939, where it's kind of just like her face um, uh, straight on. And then she is featured in a couple of his murals. One of them is a mural called uh, Dream of a Sunday Afternoon in the Alameda Central. So it's a mural in Mexico City, and it depicts some um, historic People and events in the history of Mexico, and Frida is um, she's kind of left of center in the mural, and she's wearing like a purple dress. I'm not exactly sure who she she's supposed to represent or maybe herself <laughs> so uh and then another pretty well-known mural is uh he in i think it's also in mexico he did a uh, he did a painting on the walls of the ministry of public education and it has uh frida Kahlo as a communist like militant i think she's she she's Dressed uh, in red, she has a red star, and she has like um, her hand is holding a gun that somebody is giving to her. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I do this one, I think, is one of the more interesting ones that he's depicted Frida because it, it is interesting because he's kind of like he sees her as like a communist figure. Uh, rather than you know his wife in this particular context
0: to be fair she was a communist figure. Wait, yes <laughs> it's th- true t- to be fair they both were extremely involved in communism <laughs> yes for sure this is not coming out of nowhere yeah it's not like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. no yeah they were um they both did lead fascinating lives and they both were so involved in politics um and they they Their social circles included, like, every prominent communist um, of the era in that part of the world, which is fascinating. I mean, like, Frida Kahlo was, like, suspected of being involved in Leon Trotsky's assassination. This is the level that these people are working on. (laughs) And I also find it interesting that uh, her work was largely unknown. I mean, she was known um, and... The two of them were both successful, but relatively speaking, it really wasn't. And then her work was sort of rediscovered in sort of the 1970s, 1980s, when people were like, hey, women exist. (laughs) Weird. We should check in on them. And now she's one of the most recognizable artists in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her face is on everything, which if you call back to 60 seconds ago when I talked about how much of a communist she was, she would hate. (laughs) That's true. But uh, capitalism ruins everything. But that's where we're at. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is a kind of like a similar parallel to our uh, Alfreda Georgia episode. Yeah, like he probably was more well known, more successful during his lifetime. I mean, he was invited to paint murals all over the place, despite the fact that, you know, he's a communist. He, he painted murals in, you know, San Francisco, Detroit, New York City. And and in 1931, as early as 1931, a couple years after they got married, he had a huge retrospective that was held at MoMA. Um, Although, so... Frida, like she did gain, oh, I guess, a little bit of recognition when she was alive. So um, she, ha- she did have a pretty successful exhibition in Paris in 1939 and so successful that the Louvre actually purchased her painting the frame and it actually made her the first Mexican artist to be in the Louvre collection. Not just like first Mexican woman, like first Mexican artist like at all to be in the Louvre's collection. Uh, so that was pretty significant, but although she she did die pretty young and um, definitely didn't achieve the level of success Diego did when he was alive. And yeah, I would say now, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't ha- haven't done a survey, but I d- almost feel like Frida is more well known than Diego. I don't know if she
0: is in Mexico. Um, I don't have a sense of like how well known either the relatively are in Mexico. But I think that definitely in other parts of the world that she is, uh, partially because like, her work, I just think, has been so celebrated from birds, and also because I think that her, just her, her face is on everything. <laughs> this is so weird to me. I don't know why people became obsessed with the face of Frida Kahlo, but they really did. And they, she's got a lot of merchandise mm. now, which I dislike. But <laughs> I also just think that people have discovered like. She can, she is a, an available figure for so many different groups of people. I mean, she was a female artist. Uh, she was Mexican. She's bisexual. Uh, she was disabled, um, and suffered from chronic pain her whole life. Like, I feel like, and she channeled all of those things into her art and managed to achieve a lot, um, in a society that didn't want her to achieve a lot. And so I think that that is also really inspirational to a lot of people. Diego Rivera also did a lot of super interesting things and was a great artist um, and also like dealt with a lot of hardship in his life, but not to make this the oppression Olympics, <laughs> but I do think that they're I think that part of it is because she is an inspirational figure for a lot of people as well. Plus, she just got such kick ass eyebrows. She's got great eyebrows. I do think that is a lot of the reason of sort of the like why her face
1: has become famous. People are
0: fascinated with her unibrow. Mm-hmm. And that's become such a distinctive thing.
1: Yeah, and like it's it's just so iconic and so easy easily distinguished that you just slap a unibrow on a face and people are like, Oh, Frida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sad but true. Uh so another painting that Frida did that really struck me, and I think Um, This was one of the paintings that I saw in the exhibition of Frida and Diego that we had at the AGO probably like 10 years ago. So the painting is called Henry Ford Hospital by Frida in 1932. So this painting was done after 1930. So uh, during this time, Frida and Diego were traveling around the United States. Uh, Diego, like I mentioned earlier, was invited to paint murals um, in like San Francisco and New York. Uh, Interestingly, he did one A mural in New York at the Rockefeller Center, but because he had this like huge painting of uh, face of Lenin, uh, they actually ended up tearing down the mural because that was too communist for them. Uh, But in any case, while (laughs) yeah, while they were while he was doing that, uh, so Frida was pregnant and she. Uh, that was when she suffered her first miscarriage. Um, she actually ended up uh, suffering three miscarriages in her in her lifetime, and her and Diego never had a child that was born alive unfortunately so she did a painting called Henry Ford Hospital which I presume was the hospital that she was in when she suffered her first miscarriage so it's a painting of her lying on a bed and the, it says Henry Ford Hospital Detroit on the uh, on the bed so oh, so this may, may have been when he was painting the mural in the Detroit uh, Art Institute but anyway she has these what looks like umbilical cords coming out of her uh, hand slash stomach and but there's six of them and one's tied to a, a fetus one's tied to a snail another one's tied to like a looks like an anatomy sculpture of a pregnant belly and then there's a pelvis bone there's a flower and then I'm not sure what the sixth thing is it I think it's like a metal anchor of some sort Um, and anyway and then there's like blood on the bed and there's an industrial Detroit looking landscape in the background Um, anyway so yeah again like all her other paintings it's quite brutal there's like blood everywhere and it's like and and there's actually a single tear coming out of her eye. Like, yeah, it's pretty graphic and pretty traumatic. And uh, it, it's a pretty good example of what a lot of Frida's paintings are are like. And I think one of the reasons, like, she's so... Um So many people, you know, uh, relate to her or so many people um, have such a strong reaction with her paintings is the fact that they get to you so much like you pain is one of those things that's just so hard to convey to another person That. You know, for when you describe how much you're suffering to someone else, like there's almost no words. And Frida is so good at um, being able to convey just so how painful it is that by viewing the painting, I mean, it's obviously, you know, you can never achieve the same level of pain and suffering as experiencing it yourself. But it's like you almost can by, by looking at it.
0: Yeah, I think that is one of the things that her art does so well and is one of her extraordinary features as an artist and in this painting in particular it's like it feels like it is graphic and it is hard to look at but what it shows you is that you understand that you're only getting a sense of the amount of pain that she went through and you can look at that and understand like like the amount of uh pain and tragedy that she's going through and that she's carrying with her It's not that all of that can be depicted in a painting, but it's that that she has the ability to make you understand that that it existed and
1: that the person as the viewer couldn't imagine it unless they were also going through it for sure and so yeah I think like after I saw the show of hers and Diego's and obviously like I you know also very much admire Diego's work and um, he was definitely uh, very significant as uh, someone who um, you know kind of brought like Mexican mural art to the forefront of the international stage but I just think I definitely connected with Frida's work much, much more uh, than Diego's.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that, <laughs> as we previously discussed, perhaps modern society agrees with you. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's possibly also because I think that a lot of Frida's work was more concerned with these, this idea of personal pain rather than a more general, more outside-of-yourself political idea that I think a lot of Diego's work was. So speaking of tragedy, um, (laughs) we've alluded, I think, a few times um, to Frida Kahlo passing away young. She died when she was only 47 years old. Um, And it's a little unclear as to how she died. Uh, The official cause of death was a pulmonary embolism. um, But there is an argument to be made that she deliberately uh, died by suicide. Um, She was in a lot of pain at the time um, and had taken... A significant number of painkillers um past her prescription amount but either way like basically she died of illness both physically and mental illness that had only increased over the past few years of her life until the point that uh, she did pass away and this was absolutely devastating to diego i mean he actually remarried after she died which you know what <laughs> what the hell but um, he he always described her as like the most important relationship in his life and that he loved her until he did die. And he only passed away a few years later, only three years later. Um, and of course, he was 20 years older than her. So he was almost 70. But uh, yeah,
1: I would say, you know, it's a pretty tumultuous and uh, pretty uh, quite sad love story unfortunately um i mean yeah they did um they did have they did spend, you know, um, quite a number of years with each other. Um, as we mentioned, they, they got married, got divorced, then got married again. Um, so they were married when, uh, for the second time when uh, when Frida died. But yeah, like her, she definitely was suffering a lot uh, towards the last uh, few years of her life. And it's quite sad. And then of course, this is one of the reasons probably to why you know her work wasn't widely known until much after her death
0: yeah in the end uh their story is just actually quite sad because they they had such a tumultuous life and relationship they both went through significant hardships and were both like fighting many battles in terms of like their personal lives and, and political lives um and their art and all of this stuff and then uh, and at the end they died uh painful deaths so I don't like there's no uplifting message at the end here I can't really spin this
1: (laughs) Uh. well I I mean I would say you know I guess if there were to be a silver lining uh, to this, um, it, I mean, it is the fact that you know, like like Diego, um, I think he, he he was very successful in terms of uh, like bringing um, Mexican art as well as kind of like even like the history of Mexico because um, he depicted a lot of that through his murals to uh, the, the whole world and specifically you know places like the United States and and I think because they're large murals and they're on the- the side of buildings like it's not just like a painting that you have to go into a gallery to see I think he had a pretty significant impact uh, you know to the just the general public by by having these huge works so you know that that's that's nice um and then in terms of frida like she, you know she really ultimately became known as um you know kind of like not only like a feminist icon but also um like an lgbtq icon and uh just you know somebody who you know was uh you know relatively openly bisexual uh in in such a time and also somebody who was quite you know, independent and and very motivated in her uh, art practice. So uh, despite all these challenges and it, as, you know, you mentioned, you know, also having, um, you know, the disabilities that she had all her life. And I, like, I think she definitely serves as an inspiration for a lot of people. So I, I would say if there was any, there's any good thing to come out of this is how, you know, inspiration the two of them have uh been for a lot of people
0: yeah you're right uh (laughs) with everything that they went through in their lives they did leave a hell of a legacy behind and that is a legacy that is going to continue to impact people for many years to come for sure Thank you so much, everybody, for listening today. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, Instagram, you can do that at Pictorial pictorialpod. Uh, there's a link in the description of if you want to suggest any topics for us to talk about or other artist couples. As we mentioned at the beginning, we will be running out of ideas soon. So if you could just uh, <laughs> suggest anything that you would want to hear about, <laughs> we'll see if we can talk about it. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at AspiringRobotFM.
1: And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at ArticulationsV, and I am also on YouTube as Articulations. And speaking of YouTube, we also upload these videos to YouTube, where we will be uh, inserting pictures of what we talk about throughout the video, so be sure to check that out. Thanks for listening, Art Enthusiasts.